With the market not seeming to match what we see around us, how can we invest wisely? Today, we're digging into what mistakes to avoid and how to be a wise, effective, and efficient investor. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. With so many things going on this year, it's understandable to wonder if now is a good time to invest. Back in March, with things shutting down around the country and in parts of the world, the S&P 500 dropped more than 30%. While it's climbing back up, it has not been a smooth process at all. Another part that families struggle with is seeing this seeming mismatch between the headlines and the news about how the market's doing. It's enough to frustrate many investors. And with the financial fallout still here, some of you may be wondering if it would be better to pull out of the market, shore up things at home, and then come back when things die down and they're not so crazy. On the other hand, I also hear from other families that are looking to go all in and try to take advantage of what's going on. I can see both sides, which is why today we're going to dig into these questions and concerns head on. We're looking at how to invest in a volatile market. In this episode, we'll get into the biggest mistakes investors make so you know what to avoid, how to approach your investment strategy and plan. You don't want to go in there blind. And finally, how simplifying things may help you improve your investment returns. You ready? Let's get started. Right now, families have a lot on their plates and it's going to get even more hectic as school starts in a matter of weeks for many of them. So seeing the volatility of what's going on can make anyone anxious. So I want to start off with the biggest mistakes that investors make, especially during times like these that can hurt your investments. I don't want you to have more stress to worry about. The first mistake is stopping your contributions. Maybe you're thinking you're going to sit this one out because you don't want to lose any more money. And that's not too hard to imagine. Even if you're fortunate enough to have a steady paycheck during this pandemic, I can understand the need to feel cautious with your finances. When I was doing the mini series on our sister podcast on Couple Money about handling the financial fallout from the pandemic, several times we talked about how important it is to build up your financial cushion. And if you don't have that minimum of three to six months of essential expenses saved, you should definitely focus on that now. However, I've heard some concerns from families who are considering pulling money out because of that fear, the volatility. And that can be a mistake for a few reasons. First, no one can reliably predict the market. Yes, we've seen our own portfolio that time in March drop significantly, but it has been improving. So trying to predict when's the best time to take it out is really an exercise in frustration. And then second, time can be an incredible ally when it comes to your portfolio's outcome. How? Through the power of compound interest. Yes, short term, it's hard to know which way it will go. But if you look historically at the market's long-term return, you're going to see it increase. So please think twice before taking your money out. 
Instead, it's better for you to go ahead and keep making those regular automated investments. Second mistake I see is similar to the first, but it's coming from the opposite side. So instead of pulling out of the market, I've seen people try to time the market. They think they could beat it. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are more interested and informed with finances than perhaps the typical investor, but studies have proven we're more likely to benefit from following a system or a plan than going in with our instincts. And I'll get a bit into this further, but if you look at the performance history of an actively managed fund who have experts and teams crunching the numbers over a 10-year time span, they don't beat the market. So instead of trying to beat the market, it'll be more effective and productive if you create a strategy that works in the long term and stick with it. The last mistake I see families make right now with their investments is constantly checking them and the news. Every day we're bombarded online, on television, and even from some family and friends about the latest news and maybe some hot stock picks. And it can cause us to get anxious and want to do better with our investments. And we start focusing on the short term to the point we are constantly checking up on portfolios and trying to move things around. And that's when it becomes not just a financial problem, but a huge source of anxiety. Fortunately, the news that we see and these stock tips, well, most of it is mainly noise that you can ignore. So how can you stay informed but still not get overwhelmed or anxious based on what you see in the news? Well, the first thing is dial back and get selective with your sources. Instead of keeping tabs on every single investment site and piece of news that you see on TV, instead ask yourself, what's the credibility of this resource that I'm using? What's their goal? How are they making money? And yes, that includes personal finance blogs and podcasts. A good many, including here at Simplify and Enjoy, do have some sort of partnership with companies, and that's not a bad thing. But you should be aware of these partnerships and take that into consideration when you make a decision. Another way to protect your investments is to make sure that you review your investment plan. I mean, it doesn't have to be a complicated document. It can be a note. Just remind yourselves why you've chosen to have this plan so that you can refer back to it when you're tempted to chase a hot tip. And you also want to make sure that you check the data yourself. News pieces tend to focus on a narrative or story, but that doesn't necessarily give you the full picture. Being informed makes you a better investor. So go back and check the references. That's one of the reasons why in the show notes, I do have the resources included so that you could do your own homework and see if it's a good fit for you. I know we can't completely eliminate anxiety, especially when we see what's in the news, but hopefully these tips will help you stay more focused on your long-term goals and stick with your plan. Creating your investment plan is absolutely an important thing that you should do before you start investing. And it pays off to review it time to time to make sure that your strategy and plan aligns with your goals. So I want to take a few minutes to talk about how you can create your own investing plan. But if you think I'm going to tell you the top 10 stocks to purchase right now, then prepare to be disappointed. Why? 
If you talk to any client-focused and talented financial professional, they're going to tell you that there is no one-size-fit-all investment plan. To be effective and efficient, you need an investment plan that addresses your particular goals, your time frame, needs, and it has to be something that you'd actually stick with. Here's where working with a certified financial planner can really help you. They can sit down, okay, well now virtually meet with you and have a meaningful series of conversations to get a clearer idea of both you and your finances. So what I want to do is go over some key concepts that you need to be familiar with and be able to answer so you can craft a plan. And three things I want you to focus on is diversifying your investments, matching your investments with your goals and risk tolerance, and keeping your costs low. Diversifying your investments basically means spreading them out over different assets. An asset can be something like stocks, bonds, real estate, gold, even art. The benefit of diversifying is that you're minimizing getting hit with these extreme peaks and valleys of each individual class of investments. One way you can do this with your investment portfolio is going with options like mutual funds, where your contributions buy pieces of dozens, hundreds, or even thousands of companies. And options like index funds can have you owning an entire sector or market. And how you break up that money with your investments, how you diversify it, is your asset allocation. And a benefit of having a proper asset allocation is that it fits your goals. So let's say that you are investing for the long term. Typically, you'd probably seek more aggressive growth. So you'd be investing in stocks or mutual funds that own stocks. And then as you get closer, you're going to look for more stability because you want to have that money ready for you when you decide to retire. The second thing that I want you to be comfortable and familiar with is making sure that your investments match your goals and risk tolerance. Just because an investment is doing well, you hear about it on the news or see a friend doing really well doesn't mean it's the right one for you. We all have different risk tolerance and, again, goals. To invest wisely, you have to consider how comfortable are you with this fluctuation. Usually when you're signing up for your 401k, IRA, or a brokerage account, you'll get this little quiz that's supposed to tell you how risk tolerant you are. And it can give you somewhat of a ballpark figure, but there's no substitution for the real deal. So I know this year, many people are discovering maybe they're not as risk tolerant as they thought they were. Again, I get that. But when you're coming up with your investments and your asset allocation, what you're trying to do is maximize your return while minimizing that risk. So you can see diversification can be a good thing on many different levels. And then finally, let's talk about keeping your costs low. One way you can hinder your portfolio's return is having unnecessary fees and expenses. What's even more frustrating is that you don't always get what you pay for. One area where you can see this is with mutual funds, specifically with active versus passively managed ones. Actively managed funds, their goal is to beat the market. To do this, a fund manager works with the team to research and try to predict what securities or investments are going to be winners. So that means that there's naturally going to be an overhead to have this manager and their team. 
Now with passive investments like an index fund, much of this is automated because the fund is not trying to beat the market, it's simply trying to match it. So computer can get the investments and then you have significantly lower costs. Now here's the crazy thing. How well do you think actively managed funds do against those passively managed ones? I've been writing about this for over 10 years and consistently for most people, investing with index funds is a better way to go for them with higher returns and lower costs. And as you are creating and crafting your family's investment plan, just keep in mind that it doesn't have to be complicated to work well. And this may be encouraging, but there are plenty of people in the financial independence space and, and people who have already retired early that have used index funds as the foundation for their portfolio. So if you're interested in learning more, I want to recommend The Simple Path to Wealth as a great book to get started and to see how an early retiree created their portfolio again. There is no one size fits all, but I think that many investors, especially families who are busy and have plenty on their plates already, should do is at least consider index funds as part of their portfolio. Down the line, you may want to diversify even further, do some real estate investing, or include as part of your quote, retirement plan, starting a business that you love, that you can work your own hours. Whatever investment plan you decide to come up with, I hope it meets your family's needs, goals, and values. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about investing, including my recommendations for books to brush up on the subject, I'll have the resources you need in the show notes over at Simplify and Enjoy. You can also join our community where you can get the latest podcasts, posts, videos, and more sent to you. It's free, saves you time, and I promise it's fun. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. And if you are serious and ready to invest more, perhaps open a brokerage account, or want to get some personalized financial help, please connect with our sponsor, Coastal Credit Union. Their team will be happy to help you to get your investments and finances aligned with your family's big goals. You can get started at simplifyandenjoy.com slash bank better. And since we're talking about aligning our money with what matters to us, I think you'll be interested in next week's episode. Turning a house into a home can be a rewarding part of being a homeowner, or it can be a nightmare. Get tips on how to figure out if going DIY or getting a contractor is the way to go. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on the episode. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Our music today was from Lee Rosevere and various artists from Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you for your support. I appreciate it. And if you ever have any questions, please reach out and let me know. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.